Open Esther's podcast. How will you write Act 3 of your life? Will you be open? Will you welcome the possibilities? Are you going toward your most vibrant, authentic stage of life? Are you curious to discover what's ahead? Are you in a fork in the road and wondering which path to follow? Would you like to hear from others who are already writing Act 3? Hey everyone, I'm Tessa. And I'm Amir. Why be an empty nester when you can be an open nester, living on the edge of your curiosity, on the fringe of your imagination, reinvention, and sexuality? Together, we'll take a journey and explore how rich this stage of life can be when we approach it with an open mind and an open heart. In this episode, we will introduce you to three different couples that we interviewed with diverse and wonderful ways to embrace their Act 3 as open nesters. One of the pairs have opposite schedules and they need to create dates with their new passions, around their new passions. One of them is exploring new hobbies together. And the third have some real breakdowns to talk about, but that eventually created great breakthroughs that enriched their relationship their communication, and their journey. The beautiful part about it, Tessa, is that each couple shares unique and inspiring insight and all around the time where their adult kids were leaving the nest. So you want to tell us about the uh, first couple, Tessa? Sure. So Julie and David are an interesting couple, both of them educators. She teaches high school and he a college music professor, and he's a professional international and community-based musician they found their unique rhythm when their kids left the nest. And although they had done some cooking and gardening before that, they started kayaking and doing some other new hobby together you'll hear about. One of the things that we started doing was ballroom dancing. Which, ballroom dancing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so salsa, tango, swing, the whole, the whole range. Not something that we wanted to well, do. I mean, why, why, why ballroom dancing? Why not archery? Why not? Yeah, why not painting? I mean, well, I think it was a combination of a happy accident. Friends of ours who had, because they had done some lessons for their daughter's wedding, and they raved about their teacher. They, you know, had had a great time, and they ended up staying on and continuing with lessons. And they said, you know, you guys should really try it. Here's a couple of passes for some free lessons. Hmm. And I think we were hooked pretty quickly. Yeah, there's there's something there's something great about doing something together that's extremely physical, um, but not overly challenging. Active. Right. Yeah. I mean, but but there are challenges, uh, Amir. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you move your left foot when you're supposed to move your right foot, or if you turn, yeah. Yeah. so so there are different kinds of challenges. But it's not something where um, we're each going to be sort of exhausted and panting at the end. And we will hear from them again. So, Tessa, tell us about the next couple. Sure. We connected with Aviva and Chazi on a Sunday afternoon in Tel Aviv. They're in their apartment in Tel Aviv. And each of them have pursued completely different passions. She became a triathlete, and she competed for her first Ironman last year, which is so amazing and impressive. And Chazi is an art enthusiast 
and sold his business to become a museum consultant. So Aviva is up at 4 a.m. and Hezzy can be out until 3 a.m. with artists after different art gallery openings. And they need to really be intentional with their time together to make their marriage of 36 years continue to flourish. Actually, I'm taking sports not to the extreme that Aviva takes it. And so I walk to the coffee place next door. <laughs> and, and, back. and now they close it due to the coronavirus. But, uh, you know, I'm walking. Uh, yesterday I walked on the beach. The rest of the time I'm doing sports with my mind. But, but you are giving Aviva the space and the time to be with other friends, people that you never met before, and allow her to follow her passion, which is uh, the triathlon, biking, swimming, etc. Absolutely. Like, look, it's, I think that uh, uh, we were talking about it, and you mentioned it. You get to a certain age that you really, you know, you think that if you wake up every morning with your hubby next to you and you kiss and hugs, like in the movies that you see after, what is it? You got married in 1984. And so, you know, all of a sudden, Aviva at 4 a.m. in the morning, she's gone. Wow. Uh, 4.30. And I got used to continue to sleep without waking up. If I was married to somebody who was a triathlete, I would have like gone like way over. But having ha- having Chesi, who has so many um, an- interests in culture, whether it's music, whether it's art. For example, Thursday night is actually a perfect example to describe our life because I... I um, I don't always want to go out Thursday night because I do have to wake up early Friday morning, but it's always fun. Like we, it's our, it's really such a fun thing. I mean, who doesn't want to go to an art opening? There's a, even if the art is ugly, there's always beautiful people, wine. It's like right. always, like, it's a great scene. It's like just great. And thank God it's early. Like it's early in the evening. So it's not late at night. So, um, I mean, so it's, if it's at eight o'clock at night, it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? It doesn't start at midnight. If it starts at midnight, sometimes Bechezi is also into, um, house music and so that became more of a challenge are you guys familiar with house music yes we are of course so and that's a different style i mean it's a whole different vibe that you're listening to we have a group of people we actually have gone for three summers in a row to a house um music festival in croatia so we've been for the last not this summer but the last three summers we've been with like a whole group of people that love house music so we have like a group of friends based on music and there's parties start at night so it was like you know every night at this festival like dancing all night but it was perfect because i combined going to croatia and i would also run and i ran and i (laughs) swam and i danced i just didn't bring my bike with me but it was like it was perfect i mean it was really like you, you make it work. You know what you I mean. You guys are like, such a beautiful merge of making it work. Yeah, with it's, it's it's. But you have to because you you're also married for many years, and and marriage is a compromise. So you kind of. But I think that we lucked out. I think if we had the same, um, if we were the same, like we both loved to right. bike, or but you know, I think it would be boring. I can't believe a triathlete at her age, such a commitment, such a dedication. I know I bike and I bike a lot, but. Uh, 110 miles up and down hills. No, no way. Tessa, tell us about the next couple. Liam and Kristen, they had a rocky road for a while, but have come back together even stronger through their commitment to sobriety. 
And I've met them because we've drummed and I've danced with Kristen. And they have a spiritual practice together now. And they do it obviously apart, but also together. So they practice things such as yoga, dancing, and drumming. Let's hear it. Sunset drumming. So that brings you together, just having new activities and dancing. Again, where do you dance? Is there, are there places you dance? Well, I am a COVID. Yeah. I'm a let your yoga dance teacher. So I teach uh, dance and uh, yoga dance. It's different, you know, but um, Tim enjoys coming to that I with know. me. And, um, you know, we, of course, obviously, she's, since a, she's COVID, a great teacher, too. <laughs> and she doesn't even have to pay me ten dollars for me to say that. You know? She's, <laughs> she's a wonderful yoga teacher, especially for this muscle right here. Yeah. But the for the brain, of, for the brain, the, right? Oh yeah, the, the yoga and the dance combination and sharing the music flow from your body is really something I go. Yeah, and and the other thing is meditation. You know, so it's all these spiritual uh, uh, practices, dance being one of them, and drumming being what part of that as well. And create creativity is uh, is something that that lit a spark that had gone pretty dull for a while there. We had already started having a lot of fun together and doing things, but there, you know, our communication wasn't clear. Like we would go and have fun, but we weren't talking well together. There's still a lot of old pain that was there that we hadn't unearthed, and. Um, so when we went to, you know, at the Imago training, it was about trying to enrich a relationship that was already pretty good. I mean, we, we had a good time together and we trust, we were learning to trust each other again, but our communication wasn't that good. So Imago, you're right. It's mirroring a conversation and it's active listening. And the active listening is a skill that we are not taught very well in our life. And, um, the other thing is setting time aside to have conversations instead of speaking and expecting somebody's attention because uh, we're all, at least we're, the two of us are very busy and um, we're always got a lot of projects, a lot of things going on because we also enjoy doing things separately, you know, so I have my own time that, that I like to go off on. I go away to retreats and trainings and things like this on my own and I love that and Liam does the same and he has his um yeah the space the space doesn't divide it brings us together sounds like an oxymoron but the the space we give each other brings us closer together you may be familiar with a popular book from the 90s called the five love languages which um are is by Gary Chapman and it's the five are physical affection, verbal and nonverbal recognition, acts of service, gifts, and quality time. So I recently also learned there's a sixth love language, and it's about space that these couples are talking about. And Amir and I have found that it's essential for our ability to come back to one another with more love and affection, and for me, a lot of attention, which is definitely something I require. And we get excited to watch one another as the other glows with more adrenaline when, when we're given space. So I do more dancing and walking and hiking and going to beaches and seeing my friends. And Amir has his passions. Yeah, uh, passions, of course. My passions are really to spend time exploring world music and preparing for my radio show. I enjoy putting that together. That's a passion that uh, something I do, it's activity that time stands still for it. 
and that is I call passion for me. I also enjoy these uh, interviews. I like meeting new people uh, over our Zoom, and I like learning about new people. So that's a passion as well. And I really enjoyed interviewing those three couples. For example, I like the fact that Julie and David enjoy their time together, but they're not really glued to each other. And uh, Christian and Liam take weekends apart for personal and professional development and retreats. And Aviva and Chezi create coffee dates after she returned from her morning training. And she is up to some new, new challenges. Oh, boy. Which I just began yesterday, a new challenge, which is called 20 Peaks, which is 20 different um, off-road rides, very difficult climbs, like extremely challenging climbs off-road, which is so different from what I've done with the triathlon, which is on-road. You know what I mean? It's in the mountains. It's in the nature. It's climbing like the craziest climbs in Israel, all over Israel. Yeah. And so I asked Chezi, because it's a time thing. Again, it's always about time. Everything. I mean, the Iron Man is all about the time that you put to practice because time, time, time. It's practicing. Same thing now. And Chezi, his reaction was, if it's if you want to do it, go for it. Like he didn't think twice. His reaction was so amazingly supportive. And so like it wasn't he didn't think like. Uh, so what does that mean? So, you know, he didn't ask to measure it in how many hours a month or whatever. I told him, like, we have to do 20 peaks from now until April. He knows the guy I'm doing it with. And, he, you know, he's a, a really good buddy of mine. And it's, it's all good. It's a very interesting dance because you would never think this, but if you start listening to music that's tango, it's all March. March. Oh, one, two, one. It's it's a March, but you don't do it like a March. So that also points to how old it is. I got into the history of dance after a little. You did. Okay, good. Like, because as a musician, so you can enlighten me. I mean, I'm just... as a musician. Uh, one of the really wonderful things is, as I learn these dances, I then start learning the music behind it, and I start oh. understanding a lot of why. We heard, hear certain songs on the radio, or I associate certain kinds of music with certain times. It, it's crazy. You know, Julie is teaching five days a week. I'm teaching sometimes five days a week too. But then when everybody would take off, when everybody has their downtime, that's when I get busy with music, mm. right? Saturday, Sunday, Friday night. Right, right. Those are the times that everybody thinks of as, you know, playtime. And for me, it's often work time, gig time, right? deep, deep work time. Um, and that can really put put a challenge on a relationship. So knowing that no matter what, we have this date once mm -hmm. a week where we get together and we work on putting ourselves physically in sync with one another. Kristen, you had to figure out the whole sobriety thing and, and how that impacts you know your life. Right. Right. So, so for the good, good year or two in the middle there, I still didn't think we were going to survive, but we were trying the best we could because we had children and um, we had made a commitment to each other. And so we, we stayed the course, right. Even at the bottom. So we kind of stayed the course and coasted at a low, low ebb. And um, over time, I saw a big shift in Liam's behavior and in his um, his attitude, and and it 
it started to give me hope that there was a future for us. And at that, by that time, my parents had started um, declining considerably. And I had, I was their major caregiver. And I, I realized, and first off, I said, if he can quit drinking, I can, you know? <laughs> so I, I decided. Healthy competition. Yeah, it was a healthy competition, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, I gave up drinking, you know, and I wasn't, it wasn't like, it was over the top by that time, but still too much to be able to handle going to the hospital in the middle of the night because that's the way my, my life was. I never knew when I had to take care of the parents as well as the kids. So um, I, I gave up drinking as well and over time realized how much easier life was and how much smoother our life was together. So really the units had to come apart the units had to fall down, the units had to heal, and then the units had to come back together again. Are we units? Units. <laughs> I gave myself the gift of going into therapy when I was, uh, when I turned six, 60, I think. The doctors tell me I'm doing just fine now. Yeah, so I, I went in, so we, <laughs> we both uh, had different therapists. We did have a little joint therapy. And then once the, yeah. once the kids were out, we, um, we decided to go to, um, to a marriage counseling weekend. And that was, it was Imago. I don't know if you're familiar with, yeah. So we went to- dialogue. You uh, could tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I know yeah, Imago, but- Yeah, with Harville and Hendricks and Helen Hunt, Helen, we went mm -hmm. to Kripalu together. And we also did um, African drumming up in Kripalu together. Yeah. All three of the couples feel that their kids grow to see them as individuals and are so proud of how they've worked things out to continue to not just stay together, but thrive together. And they all felt fortunate to continue to nurture great relationships with their adult kids. Aviva and Chazi are lucky to have all three of their adult kids really close enough to see on a regular basis. How do the kids react to all that stuff? The older one that left the house, I mean, they say, oh, mom is crazy, look at what she's doing, or they are kind of respect, admire, and appreciate her. How does that go? Oh, total admiration. Yeah? It's a total admiration for Viva. <clears throat> when she did the Iron Man, Iron Woman, I'll call it, last uh, two weeks ago, the kids were spread all over to help. I have so much respect for Chezi and the fact that he, I know that I could never do you know, what I do and hours spent if I didn't have his support, you know what I mean? And so I just, so I'm so appreciative and I try really to work very hard to make up for it and know that he actually appreciates that he gets a happy wife. Like, you know, people say happy wife, happy life, but it's true because he does have a very, very happy wife. And so he can't complain that like his wife is always complaining because he, he I don't have that. It's not she doesn't positive. have it at all. I don't. It's not in the system. And it's just she's doesn't all exist. positive. Liam and Christian's family is spread out. One of the daughters lives on another continent, but the couple listening skills really keep them all connected. We don't just have a small talk with them. Yeah. We go deeper. We go philosophical. Try to ask them opening questions. We don't try to direct them as to what to do. We try to treat them as adults for that communication they're running about and give them some chance to express their, their themselves as well. Yeah. And often, I, often I'll ask the question, not only of my children, but of others, when somebody's sharing something with me, I said, do you want me to be a listener or do you want my, 
unsolicited advice. What, what's my role here? You know? Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, our daughter just recently got engaged and, um, congrats. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And she, um, holidays. she asked if she could have her wedding on our anniversary date, uh, because she said, I want to honor the people who taught me about love. Julie and David's sons moved to New York City, which is not too far away. But Julie says it was still hard when they left the house, as I know that many of us feel. It was hard. It was, of course, exactly what we wanted for them. You know, so you have that weird mix of being so super proud and excited for them and happy, and yet it feels so so sad bittersweet it's bittersweet, yeah, bittersweet. Yes. that i mean it really is the the, the perfect example of something yeah. very bittersweet i mean one of the real pleasures uh of being both an educator and a parent and trying and as a parent trying to balance that is finding a way to support uh your children and anyone else's children in whatever direction creatively they want to go and to really truly stand behind that and that's not as easy as it as it is no it's not Super easy to say it, yeah. but then you know when 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 your kid uh, covers themselves with tattoo and starts playing punk, uh, are you going to still support them? Who's kidding? Right. I'm just saying if someone's kids <laughs> wants to do that, right. um, and and not that not that that music or tattoos are bad. Oh no no no! Absolutely, you know. absolutely. There's, there's, there's Maybe no not your taste, but you know, right? Uh, yeah, when he came home with the first one, I shed a few tears, but. I it is so part of who he is yeah. now that but so you know. so so one of the great things is that as they've grown both of them artistically and creatively um I've got to support them in the things that they do themselves Julie and I have found ourselves uh, in Ohio in New York City going to shows that our sons play and right. of course during the pandemic watching them perform online right uh, and then the cool thing is if I ask them to do a gig with me or to help me with a project, they're there and, and they're into it. And So what I was saying about our relationships with our kids work both ways in that as we're getting so much pleasure out of watching all the new things that they are learning and doing and achieving and becoming, you know, the same thing is happening for us. And I think that they also love watching us dancing and you know they are our biggest fans and they love our you know kayaks and our traveling and our trips and i think they get a lot of pleasure out of knowing that we are happy and that we're happy together we have just heard from three different couples who have unique passions and approaches to their relationship with their adult kids This relationship, developing passion that you care about, and giving each other space, take intention and effort. I know it well, as Tessa and I continue to be aware of those efforts and intentions. Definitely agree about that. And what I want to remind us is that each of these long-term relationships requires a true investment to make it work. As the divorce rates in our age category may even rise, particularly after COVID, I have a feeling, and we, as we look toward this Act 3 to actualize ourselves, it takes a lot of effort for these couples to stay the course to make it work, and it's so beautiful to hear 
As Esther Perel, one of my favorite speakers, Esther Perel says, the quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. So I really want to thank Julie and David, Aviva and Chazi, and Kristen and Liam for showing us this beautiful, different way to invest in your relationships and the quality of your lives. Okay, shall we tell them about uh, next week's experts? Yes, let's do that. Oh boy, you're up for a treat next week. <laughs> next week, we're going to have experts on consensual non-monogamy. Don't get scared. Don't get scared. <laughs> what is it? Consensual non-monogamy options for open nesters. Is it for you? Maybe not. But if you're curious and want to know more about it and open for new ideas, please join us. It will be a lot of fun and very, very informative and educative. And the idea of listening to a podcast, which is what I love about podcasts, is that you're the only one listening to it. So all you have to have is open ears to actually listen to what's out there. So we do invite you to tune in and we invite you to please invite your friends to listen and join us on this Open Nesters podcast journey and to get onto our Facebook page, which is a closed discussion group you can find through our website or go to the Open Nesters. And I should tell them about the website. The website is theopennesters.com. The double N at the end, in the middle, and S at the end. Theopennesters.com. Please, we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, like to leave a comment, or anything on your mind, please visit our website. Till next time, this is Amir. And this is Tessa. We will see you on the radio. Ciao.